uh, we are answering the great question, what is love? I was looking up quotes, and I saw this one from actress Joan Crawford. She said, love is a fire, but whether it is going to warm your hearth or burn down your house, you can never tell. Uh, week one, we learned that love is the goat, the greatest of all time. We used a sports uh, caster uh, term there, and we looked at God's template for what love really is in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Last week was week two. We learned that love is united. Who had fun last week here learning about God's plan for relationships? I loved having the help and, and the couples that, that uh, let me uh, uh, play around with them a little bit and humiliate them a little bit, but that was so much fun. Uh, because in marriage, we should be friends, teammates, and lovers so that we can stand side-by-side side in friendship, back-to-back back in teamwork, and face-to-face -face in intimacy. That's how God designed us. He wants that good of relationships for us. Uh, if you've missed anything so far, you can catch up on our messages at our website, picktownfc.com. But today, we will see that love is sacrifice all the parents in the room say amen all the wives in the room say amen <laughs> all the men in the room keep your mouth shut if you know what's good for you <laughs> let's go to god's word in romans 5 6 through 8 when we were let me give you a minute to get there romans 5 6 through 8 e-bibles paper bibles whatever you want to get to we're going to see what God says about love being sacrifice. Verse 6, Romans chapter 5. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now, this week was a bit unusual in that two holidays fell on the same day. Anybody pay attention to that? Uh, Febu February 14th is always Valentine's Day. But this year it was also Ash Wednesday. Uh, now, not a coincidence, by the way, that our series Love Is is here in the month of February because uh, hopefully uh, we did it to help all the men in the room uh, that, that there's something coming that you might at least want to go get a card or something or, uh, or something, you know. And uh, so the world focuses on romantic love this month. But our world, we, we use the word love for personal uh, things we personally desire like uh, and and with romance, so so for a relationship, it's I love you. But then there's me. I love fast cars. Faster the better. I love banana cream pies. Plural. I love my dog. Who's a good boy? Who's a, who's a good? Who loves their dog in this place? Yeah, actually, mine's a, mine's a little fat cockapoo and uh, her name is Fergie and uh, she just goes nuts when I get home and I'm usually just like just get out of the way and she just but who loves their dog I love you romantic love is a wonderful thing and finding enjoyment in things 
and in others, hopefully that's a part of our lives. I think it's an enjoyable thing that God gives us. But God has a deeper love for us to receive, base our lives on, and give away to others. So what were you guys all doing 5 o'clock yesterday morning, Saturday morning? I'm going to guess most of you were sleeping. I was sleeping. And then the phone rang. Now, phones ringing at 5 a.m. are, as a parent, I had, well, actually, I, I forgot that the time that Ben was out of the house, I think of my daughter who's pregnant in California. Like, what's, what's wrong, right? But 5 a.m. calls are not good. So it is our son who is at a sleepover, and he is crying in pain. And he says, my shoulder hurts worse than anything ever before and in his 13 years he has experienced some 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 broken things thank you and he's just a mess but he's in the basement of somebody else's house and so we're like you need to tell somebody that we're picking you up right the kids are so crazy with cell phones these days like you can't just disappear and so i i get him in the car and i try to do the dad thing like how how hurt are you? Like, are you really $300 hurt because I need to take you to the ER? Or is this something like, can we, you know, bottle of Motrin and, you know, make this happen? And so I actually kind of like, you know, kind of pushed on his shoulder a little bit, and man, he just howled. And I'm like, ER, here we come. So the little dude cracked his collarbone in the middle of last night. Why did I get out of bed without being asked? Why did I pick up my son? Why did I take him to the hospital knowing the cost attached? And I was supposed to be here at 8 o'clock in the morning for a work day, and I'm thinking, I better go now if there's going to be any chance, you know, of getting in and out of there in time. Why would I do all that? Because love is sacrifice. For most parents, sacrifice is a natural part of raising children. How much have you given of yourselves to your kids? It's a lot. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Which brings me to holiday number two, Ash Wednesday. So I get this text uh, from one of, my four, uh, one of my teenagers. I was a youth pastor. Some of you don't know my whole story. I was a youth pastor across the street at Trinity Family Life Center for 10 years, and so worked with hundreds of kids, basically. And you get super close to some of them, and, and I still stay in regular contact with them. And so uh, one of them is dating a, a girl who, who uh, is Catholic. And so he texts me. He said, they want to put ashes on my head. Should I let them? <laughs> and I chuckled at first, but then I felt kind of bad because it means I really didn't teach him that well about what Ash Wednesday was. <laughs> Youth pastors. But here's the deal. There's a reason for that, and that's because different uh, flavors or brands or denominations of church place different emphasis on different things, okay? 
and that's okay. Uh, when it comes down to the big things, uh, we, all we all have the same drumbeat. Jesus Christ, Son of God, died for our sins. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a, a core of things that unify God's capital C church. And thank goodness for every building that is full of people praising his name today. We do not have the market on Jesus, okay? But throughout that whole realm, you will see different understandings and appreciations of things like Lent and Ash Wednesday. So just to give you, I don't want to put you to sleep. Here's the first part. Lent and Ash Wednesday are not in the Bible. Well, then. I'm not getting ashes put on my forehead. So here's the deal. Lent is actually very old, though, because we can find records of it as far back as 325 A.D. 325 A.D. And what's cool about that time period, that's when the church was still very much unified. It was before all of the different flavors and brands and first church of this and second church of that, right? So that goes back, and the word actually in most languages, it implies a number 40. And so the church had resolved at that point to celebrate uh, Easter Sunday, and, and, and things became added, like that whole Holy Week stretch. But then there became a desire of, let's make a season of building up to Easter. And let's focus in, let's drill in on the meaning and the value of what God did here. Ash Wednesday, uh, there's an earliest mention of it that's recorded is in the is in seven, like in the seven hundreds. Well, thanks for the history lesson, but what does it mean to me? Love is sacrifice. Lent at its core is 40 days of remembering the sacrifice, the cost of our sin, and the price that was paid for it on the cross. You with me? Let's use some situations to define sacrifice. Paying a $300 copay at the ER. Pretty good. And my boy, he's so sweet. He's like, Dad, what's this going to cost? I'm like, you are kidding me. I said, bud, that is not for you to worry about. I take care of you, right? How about spending $5,000 on braces? Same kid. Anyone, anybody want to trade? So the $5,000 would be a, a greater sacrifice, right? So the amount of money determines sacrifice. Well, kind of. What about if I spent $5,000 on a trip to Hawaii? Well, that, that's different. Yeah, I'll sacrifice on that one, right? Who'll take one for the team? But if you bought that same trip for someone else, then all of a sudden it's sacrifice again, right? So the amount of money matters. But even more important is who it's for. And it can depend a lot on who that person is. Buying your kids something's one thing. 
doing something for somebody who doesn't like you is something else. So what's a greater sacrifice? Uh, 5000 on my kids' braces or $100 to a local family that I don't know personally and their kid is fighting cancer? I'm just trying to shake your mind up to see what, what really, how do you feel that expense, right? Because even though something financially is difficult for me to, to, to uh, find the money and pay for, when it comes to my kids, it's really not that big of a deal for me. They're mine. I remind them of that. But for me to consider somebody else, how can the money be less but it cost me more? You see what I'm saying? That's what, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, let's apply this. Let's get real Let's get real narrow. Let's get real today. Let's look at the last eight days. It's a small sacrifice for me to pray for the families of the Westerville police officers who were murdered in the line of duty. I hate it. And my heart hurts for the people left behind. So how great of a sacrifice is it for me to pray that the men responsible would discover the love of Jesus when my gut just wants them to pay with their lives. Or even more recently, it's a small sacrifice to consider the loss of life in Florida and to pray for everyone affected. I feel as helpless as you. But for me to take a moment and lift that community up, it, that doesn't cost me anything. I'm, I'm happy to do it. But it takes a great measure of sacrifice for me to consider the soul of a young man who would be so lost to do something so vile to other people. You see that? Why? Because love and sacrifice, the level of sacrifice is determined by the price paid and who it is for. Listen again to Romans 5, 6 through 8. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. He's talking about the price paid and who it's for. He's talking about the difference in value of sacrifice. Is it a greater sacrifice to, uh, to die for this kind of person or somebody who is a really good person? Same price paid, different person. But verse 8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we we're still sinners. And I think that part is so easy for us to say amen to because when we say we, we are meaning we. We, we. I speak French. <laughs> no, I don't. It's easy for us to say we because we really mean us. 
the pretty decent people. And there's other we's and us's out there. So the first thing that we got to get to is that there's only one we. I'm not trying to flip your mind out. There's only one us. There's not us-ins and you-ins. And them over there. And thank goodness that God loves them. It's thank goodness that God loves all of us. We say we easily because we see the world in groups. God sees only one group of people. You, me, Mother Teresa, and the cowards who ambushed two of our cops last week. Us. It's always easy to see how disgusting sin is in someone else. It's very difficult to be as repulsed by my own. Now those people close to me will help me. Well, I'm not hurting anybody. It's not a big deal. Times were different when the Bible was written. Man, what I'm doing is just culturally acceptable. God doesn't get this, really. The danger here is significant because all sin separates us from God. But if love is sacrifice and sacrifice is determined by cost and who it's for, then we devalue the cross when we don't see our own sin. What do I mean by that? I think it's very easy for us to maybe know the party line of the cross being the greatest act of love and the greatest sacrifice in the history of the world and 100% necessary for us to have a relationship with Father God. And yes, we all know that we need it. But I think so-and-so needs it just a bit more than I do. Right? And so if you, here's, here's the danger, because if you shrink your need for the cross, you are actually shrinking the value of the sacrifice. The same price was paid, but it was for a different type of person. Do you see that? So we actually devalue the cross if we diminish our sin. Now, some in the church over the years would say we just need to wallow in just how terrible we are. And I don't think we should stay there more than a second. I really don't. This is part of what Lent is supposed to be about. There should be a recognition, a comprehension of how great our debt is. but only so that we quickly lift our eyes up to the one who came to pay that price. Right?
we were helpless when Christ died for us. Someone might die for someone who is especially good, but verse 8 says God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. The value of Lent is that we would feel the cost of our sins, that we would be grateful for the grace given to us on the cross. So if you see the, the cost of your debt, how much more does that cause you to appreciate the grace given to forgive? It should send it through the roof. It should make it easy to lift your hands and praise the one who rescued you on a Sunday morning. Thank you, Jesus. See your sin for what it is and remember or realize your need for a Savior. When you realize your sin, you always have a choice. Just seeing it's not quite enough, although self-realization self is a huge problem in our culture, right? So just seeing the problem is, is, is really a good step for a lot of people, but you have a choice there to either remain or repent, right? And repent is when you say, not just I'm sorry for it, and just like your kids, they go right back to doing it. That's not real repentance. That's just kind of feeling bad in the moment. Repentance is when you say, I don't, I'm sorry about that, and I'm going to go to the trouble to follow you, Jesus, a different direction. You see that? If you repent, then receive his mercy and love again for the first time or for the long time today. It's there. It's for you. It's for me. Always. We're not supposed to stay there. The cross is the greatest act of love because it was and always will be the greatest sacrifice. So the greatest cost, God's only son, and then who it's for, us, while we were still sinners. That's what causes it to be the greatest. So if love is sacrifice, what can we do? First things, repent. It's, it's, you, you really can't go around this one. What, what is repentance? I just explained it a little bit, but it's where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of something just polluting your life. And you see it for what it is, and, and you just say, I, I'm this God, I, I need you to walk away from this. Run away from it. Help me. Forgive me and lead me a different way. Number one, repent. Number two, when we escalate the value of the cross and believe me it's already there it's just important for us to see it that way but when we see it that way the next thing we should do is give thanks what does that look like well you could take this season if you wanted to and 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 some uh some churches are very formal about this and have uh, planned things that they do either no meat on Fridays or different things like that. That's the reason for things like, like that, by the way. It's so that you take your attention and you, you place it on the cost of your sin and the goodness of what God did. 
That's, that's what all those things are for. Now, if you're just doing it to do it, I don't know what the point is. It really isn't. So take this opportunity to, to add value to, to what God did in your heart, did in your family, doing in this church, wants to do in this community. He wants to rescue people. Give thanks. Number one, repent. Number two, give thanks. Three, love first. One of the privileges of, of ministry is that you you get to walk with people through difficult times. And I and I don't say that tongue in cheek. I mean it. it it's it's a privilege to uh, partner with people as they're going through hard times. I'm not a licensed counselor. Um, but I try to lean on God, resources I'm familiar with, and get people help to walk through stuff. But let's say, uh, since we're in the love month, let's say that, sh- that the relationship you're in is, is in a difficult season or has been or, or whatever. A phrase I've used is that as long as, or that I've seen to be true, as long as one person in the relationship is willing to act like Jesus, you have a chance. Why? Because that's one person choosing to sacrifice themselves for the other. And nobody gets this right all the time. Danielle's not here to say amen, but she would. I made her that mad this morning because I, I left the light on in the bathroom and, and left the door open when I went to get clothes, and, and she was she's like, you're just not, you're just rude. I'm like, all right, sorry. Love you. What do we mean by this? Especially if a relationship gets on life support, The only way out, the only way out is for at least one person to lay down their life one decision at a time. The only way to have a great relationship is when two people choose to lay their life down. Love is always a choice. The Bible is one story, and it's a love story of a God pursuing his people. And the level of sacrifice will always be determined by what it costs you and who it's for. Love is more than butterflies and warm fuzzies. When you don't feel love, How do you get through those times? John 15, 13 says this. There is no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. We only know true love by what God has shown. Love is sacrifice. Every relationship can survive and grow if we are willing to sacrifice. Relationship gets into trouble. Relationships get into trouble when we pull back. Because this is what I hear, and you've heard it, you've said it, I've said it. 
but he does this, but she doesn't do that, but he doesn't, but he, but we're all still seven and eight, aren't we? He did it. He, he poked me first, right? What does the word say this morning? We were helpless. Christ died for us, sinners. God loved first. So how do we grow our relationships? How do we save them from the brink? How do we navigate through life with people? In godly ways, we love first. Someone might die for someone who is especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Can we pray this morning? With our heads bowed, this is a, I'd say this is a heavy word. I, you know, I, I think there's all different kinds of things to preach on Sundays, and, and, and I'm happy to move through the Bible and what God is leading our fellowship in. But this moment, Are you seeing the cost, the debt of your sin? For what it is. Like I said, it's always easy to see how disgusting somebody else's sin is. If you want, Father God in heaven, to forgive you, if you want him to accept you as you are helpless, and if you've never done that before and you want to today, you're ready to say yes to Jesus and his love for you. Would you raise your hand this morning? I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. God is so great. Because that great debt of stinking sin that you have, the person sitting next to you that you know they have, that I have, has been paid for. Has been paid for. Through the blood of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this great love. Father God, we ask you to forgive us today. Your word says that you make us new.
not just kind of jacked up, but you actually begin to work in our heart and to restore us as you intended at creation. Maybe you've forgotten about this great gift. Father God, would you move in our hearts this morning that we would be a grateful people, that we would see the value of the cross for what it truly is, the greatest act of love ever, the greatest cost for the neediest of people. Not them, not that person, but us, all of us. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for this great sacrifice this morning. Can we stand and close with worship?